Hi, I'm Jessica. And I'm Scott. And this is Scottica Talks. Take 57. <laughs> okay, we're back with episode three. Uh, I was in Oklahoma last week, so we didn't get an episode recorded, but we're back. Happy post-Easter and happy April. And it sucks we missed last week because the week before was a crazy busy news week. But uh, we've got a couple good ones today, I think. So Two. that's why I said a couple. Two. Good job, babe. <laughs> okay. So first, we are going to talk about Amazon and Trump. This is from New York Magazine. Saturday morning, Trump tweeted about Amazon and about how. He thinks the post office is losing money basically because of Amazon. But obviously uh, there's a wide variety of people who think that his real beef with Amazon is with Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, who also owns the Washington Post, which it's no excuse me, it's no secret that Trump doesn't like the Washington Post. Which Trump has gone after Amazon before in the past. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know when, but I know he's gone after them before. However, most people think, well, a lot of people think that right now it's just related to a bad story. Because I believe he started tweeting about Amazon again less than a day after the Washington Post did a less than flattering story on him. Oh, yeah. He says that Amazon is skirting sales tax and damaging the U.S. Postal Service. And he's been reported to be obsessed with Amazon, but, you know, who knows if that's legit. Um, but people are saying that he's raging about it to his advisors, and he's just talking to anyone who will listen about it. And, I mean, that kind of goes in line with his nostalgia-heavy view of retail, is how New York Magazine puts it, kind of saying that Amazon is putting mom and pop shops out of business. I kind of wanted to talk about that for a second because I own a small business and I'm a maker and I don't, I use Amazon religiously to help me get like paper for my prints or to order vinyl to make things. Like I feel like Amazon is a huge part of my business because I rely on it so heavily. I mean, Amazon Prime is amazing for my business. And I don't feel like Amazon is a competitor. I feel like it's a helper. Yeah. And I feel like um, the stuff I sell on Amazon, or on the yeah, stuff I sell on Etsy, I don't sell on Amazon, or the stuff I sell just lo here locally um, in Excelsior, I feel like isn't stuff you can get on Amazon. And I feel like there's a, a huge group of makers who are making things you know, mom and pop shops making things and selling things that you can't get on Amazon. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily mom and pop shops that he's going at, which I think is that's what he said in his tweet, if I remember right. But uh, I think a lot of it has to do with they're putting uh, shopping malls out of business and 
shopping malls or real estate. Right. And I think this has kind of been a big conversation here at our house uh, the last couple of weeks because I had an interview, I won't say where, um, at a store that um, is a pet specialty store. And they were telling me about how they do their sales as consultative sales. Like, they want you customers to come in and you have a full-fledged conversation with them and you tell them what they need to get for their dog and what they can do to help their dog. And in my interview, the area manager told me, you know, people don't come in here and come in, get what they want, and leave. That's how they shop at other stores, but they don't shop that way here. And I remember thinking that's how I want to shop, you know, like, I like going into stores, getting what I want, and leaving. I don't necessarily want to go in a store and have the sales associate try and have an entire conversation with me, and I don't know if I'm the majority or the minority in that. Um, how do you feel? I'm going to take a gander that most people, I mean, Amazon's extremely popular. It's popular for a reason. Right. I mean, if people didn't want the ease or the ease of use that Amazon had mm-hmm. then they'd still be going to shopping malls and right. stores but they're not yeah so I think I, I think that we're it's turn I mean we're an age where we're in an era that you know technology is a huge part of that and if you can buy something for your business or buy something for your house from your phone as opposed to getting in the car, driving to the store, finding a place to park, going in, you're going to do it from your phone if you can wait, you know, the two days if you have Prime for it to get to your house, which really, two days is nothing. And I, you know, it's not just, I don't think, I don't think it's just Amazon that's putting things out of, walls out of business. I think it is shops on Etsy and it is people selling things on Facebook or people making things themselves and people supporting other businesses. I mean, we live in a small town, um, so I feel like the mom and pop shops here, it's a different vibe. Like, people in this town are going to support those shops because we have so many different little boutiques downtown, but they all more or less sell very, very similar things, but they're all still in business. And mm, I... and not I, all of them. You don't think... Not all of them what? Well... As far as mom and pop shops go, it's not even necessarily Amazon that's putting them out of business. It's Walmart, stuff like that. Because Excelsior Springs used to be all mom and pop shops well, before yeah. Walmart came in. That's and then true. when Walmart came in, 90% of them shut down and they're just yeah. now starting to build it all back up. That's true. So, but I think the shops that are down there, don't you think they all sell very similar items? I guess so, to an extent. But, I mean, they're all still, people are still supporting those shops, you know, and people are still shopping there and keeping them in business, and a lot of them sell, like, jewelry and antique-type stuff. Well, a lot of them down there are selling stuff you're not going to find at Walmart, too. That's why they're still around. Yeah. Well, and stuff you're not going to find on Amazon. Or, like, uh, the Bliss that's down there sells a lot of, that their, their furniture side of their stores, a lot of unique pieces that you're not going to find old vintage pieces. Yeah, it's going to be harder for you to find them uh, outside of that store. Basically, what else did I want to touch on with this? Well, one of his big things was that he was saying that Amazon doesn't pay taxes and that Amazon's cheating the uh, post office out of money. Right. And, and in fact, it says in this article um, that Amazon has paid 
After years of avoiding sales tax, Amazon has paid them in every applicable state since 2012, and it likely has been a boon, not a drag, for the struggling postal service. Well, from what I read, I believe it was on uh, an article from Fortune.com that was talking about the U.S. Postal Service has been in the negative for, I think, the last 11 years or so, but that's not because of Amazon. That's because the shipping is one of the post office's, like, growing parts. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not losing money on shipping. They're losing money elsewhere on first-class mail and stuff like that. Deliveries are still going up. Well, for them, anyway. And, I mean, Amazon might be taking advantage of them to an extent, but it's a business. That's what businesses do. Right. Well, and... And I also read that Amazon, I mean, every year they, or it may not be every year, but every once in a while they redo their contract with the post office and both of them have to agree to it. So it's not like, you know, it's a completely one-sided thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that this is something, you know, I don't think, you know, Trump being, a, it, he gets upset about a lot of things. I mean, I don't think, if anything, the coming future of this story and the, the future of his relationship with Amazon will just be entertaining. I mean, I don't think that anything horrible is going to happen. I mean, this article from Business, there's an article from Business Insider that's talking about, I mean, the whole article just kind of talks about the kind of enemy Amazon would be to have and how he doesn't really want Amazon as an enemy. I think, like you said, it's more than just Amazon putting brick and mortar stores, uh, malls out of business. People don't want to go to the mall. They want to shop online. And that's also... People just want to get the cheapest stuff. Yeah. And you're going to find that on, online. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, and much like... Much less overhead online. I wanted to mention how um, one of my friends was telling me that there's a part of the Amazon app where you can be in the store and scan a barcode of something, and then it'll find it for you on Amazon. So even when you're in Walmart, you can look it up and see, you know... Yeah. And, and, you know, Walmart's been doing the commercials now where they're doing free two-day shipping and you don't even have to get a membership. It's all to kind of, I think, turning over to that. And it's the same with, like, all of these, you know, online parties that, you know, um, direct sellers do a lot of now where they're just selling the product right on right from Facebook because people are already on it. They can do it from home in their pajamas. So he might be a little misguided as to the... the everything that's contributing to putting malls out of business but do you think we'll ever have a day where there's no malls it's just like walmarts and targets probably gonna take a while but it may get there we've got an outdoor mall um up north the kansas city that opened when i was in two in my senior year of high school so 2005 god i'm old and it's got multiple empty storefronts they're back on their what is it on their mortgage tax, Sonorosa? Or they faulted, do they faulted on their loan? Like, so we definitely see it happening. Um, but like I said, it's happening at big malls. It's not happening at, you know, the Ma and Pa shops in Excelsior. We do have a lot of empty store storefronts in Excelsior, but they're being bought up and new things are opening as opposed to things that are there closing. Yeah. So. Which. It's also something to note that Trump isn't entirely wrong on this. Amazon right. has been in a lot of trouble with taxes 
in other places. They were sued in Europe and I think Italy. There's a couple other places for skirting tax laws and everything else. Well, and I mean, he's not wrong that they're in them putting in brick and mortars going out of business, but it's not just Amazon that's contributing to that. So he is kind of on the right track. So I mean, he has a point, but yes, that's a good way. It's not the entire point. It's not really the right point. Right. Kind of going along with that, I saw this story last night from oh, this is from New York Magazine too. Goodness. Okay, so if you haven't heard of Sinclair, what is it called? Sinclair Broadcast Group. They are the largest owner of television stations in the country. So I think it said they own like 190... Is that how many it was? 190... Oh, 193 stations across more than 100 television markets and will likely own more than 230 in the near future because they're going through a merger with Tribune Media. Okay, so Sinclair Broadcast Group is... Kind of a more conservative-leaning... The the headline of this article is News Anchors Reciting Sinclair Propaganda is Even More Terrifying in Unison. So, over the last week or so, these television anchors who work for Sinclair were given a... Oh, what did they call it? Um, were given kind of a script of something they were going to be required to say in their broadcast. You can read the whole um, script on the... I'll share the link in our Facebook group. But somebody put together a video of all of these news anchors saying this uh, script at the same time, and it's terrifying. It's like a scary movie, but it's even more terrifying because it's real life. And basically, the whole thing is talking about fake news, and they're concerned. They say we're concerned about the troubling trend of irresponsible, one-sided news stories plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories, stories that aren't true, without checking facts first. So, we all know who that sounds like. Hi, Batman. So I'm going to play this clip uh, here in the podcast for you, but I don't know that it'll really relate relay over um, without you just seeing it. So I'll share the video um, in our Facebook group as well. It's at Scottica Talks. So I'm going to share that for you here. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about trouble 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 plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. 
list. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 So super creepy. Like I said, I'll share it on our Facebook group um, so you can see it because I know it's a lot of voices uh, going at once. But it says at one point, 30 different television stations uh, who were forced to read this segment came or sync. I cannot talk. Synced up at the same time when they were reading it. I mean, I get it to an extent. I mean, it's the video is creepy for sure, but. It's a memo that's coming from the owner of the company, so I get it to an extent, but they're also playing these as much as possible to try to get it out as much as possible. And one thing to keep in mind is this story is being run on New York Magazine, which is a competitor, obviously. So that is something to take into consideration. However, it does shine a light on a different problem, I guess, seeing has how a lot of these news stations are all owned by the same handful of companies. They're all owned by Sinclair Broadcast Group. Well, I mean all the news stations in general. Every news station is owned oh. by a handful of right. overarching companies. That in in and of itself, I don't know, to me, that's an issue. Right. Well, and I think that the thing that they're trying to say with this article is that it's a Trump-aligned statement is that they were it they called it a journalistic responsibility message but they're talking about fake news and saying that other stations are doing fake news and that it that aligns with what Trump is saying and so I think that's what they're saying that this is terrifying is that this broadcast group which has access to the 193 stations is can be in in his pocket, so to say, or they're going to broadcast things that align with what he says and what he likes, which is not necessarily how everyone should be getting their news. I mean, it's like when you're scrolling through Facebook and you see things that somebody obviously did not research or that is obviously not a real story or it's swayed one way but that's what those people believe they're going to believe that because it's on conservative daily or (laughs) jesus.com or something and so i think that's the the bigger issue at play which kind of goes back to what you're saying about them being owned by a handful of companies is that it's like a like i said it's borderline i mean we're we're, i feel like we're walking this thin this edge of falling into like a scary movie where it's like not really Manchurian candidate but that's all that's coming to my mind where it's like everything is Trump's way and what he says and the news are all have to do have to say that where I mean that's what he's been going for since he started this whole fake news thing which honestly I don't know if 
I'm not convinced this is anything different than what's always been going on. The news has always tried to sway people one way or the other. It's just we've. I think it's that the it hasn't been on. Never has such a polarizing president. Well, and it's never been attacked from the president's office, and so I think that it's you know the media at one point was scared for whatever their future was going to be, and I think. Like, if we don't have access to, like, with net neutrality, free and open internet, or we don't have access to, you know, fair news stories, then we're just going to be fed one way of things, and it's going to be that all one way or no, you know, and nothing of the other way, which is, like, not um, the kind of world you want to live in, and I think we need, it's scary to me to think about not being, having, I mean, I, I can't talk to me myself. We're obviously not told everything, so the little bit that we do get told <laughs> probably needs to be as true and fair as possible, which, depending on what news story you watch or whose Facebook feed you read, isn't always going to happen. So, it's just like I say, it's just like a scary movie happening in real life. The moral of the story, watch the video, come up with your own conclusions. It's pretty much what you have to do nowadays. Right. I think that you need to watch, get your news in more than just one place, <laughs> listen to more than one side of the argument, go into things open-minded, and don't share things just based on the title. <laughs> Read the article. But most importantly, just make have your own opinion and know where you stand on the issues and know what you believe in, and just stand, you know, stand true to that. And in case you were wondering, yes, The Onion is a very good news source. Absolutely. True news. True news. <laughs> the Onion is not is not new, right? It's sati- sat. I can't say the word. Satirical. I think the word they're trying to say is true. Oh. <laughs> Not what I'm trying to say. But real quick, I didn't tell you I was going to talk about this one. I forgot. But did you know that Lindsay Lohan sued the makers of Grand Theft Auto? Okay. Because they quote unquote stole her picture. No. Or used her likeness. Her likeness. Because the voice, uh, she said the voice of the character sounded like her and the clothes were like hers. Because apparently she's the only person in the world who goes to the beach because I guess the character is at the beach uh, I didn't know they said the the, uh, the makers of Grand Theft Auto said that the was not a portrait of the oh. actress <laughs> but merely had the indistinct satirical representations of the style look and persona of a modern beach going young woman if I remember right that it's entire uh, mission in Grand Theft Auto. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's you're Lacey Jonas is the character. Yeah. Oh. I, I think it's the one where you're playing a paparazzi and you basically film her screwing somebody and then you both get in cars and you know, do Grand Theft Auto stuff. <laughs> she is introduced as a celebrity who the character, Lacey Jonas, is introduced as a celebrity who quickly rose to fame before becoming a tabloid media sensation. Boy, they do a good job of making Grand Theft Auto not sound like Grand Theft Auto in this article from Entertainment Weekly. 
So, yeah, she's, Lindsay says the character was unlawfully based on her likeness, specifying the voice and clothes were deliberately simul similar and promoted as such without her consent. So, this started in 2014, um, but basically it was just unanimously rejected. Like, she did not win. And if it is, I mean, it's been a while since I've played Grand Theft Auto V, but if it's the one I'm thinking of when I played through it, Never once in my mind did Lindsay Lohan cross my mind. <laughs> when did they make Grand Theft Auto Five? Yeah, this came out in 2014, and it's been a while. But I mean, she hasn't been relevant for a really long time. So I feel like even it's a publicity stunt. That's all it is. Right, but I'm just saying, even when they were making that game, I feel like she wouldn't have been like a you know that wouldn't have been in her prime. <laughs> uh, it came out in November 2014, I believe. Okay, so she she got to this real no, quick. No, September 2013, actually. Oh. Well, and I wonder, like... She didn't wait too long to go after it. Was Lindsay Lohan playing Grand Theft Auto? Did someone else see it and, like, bring it to her attention? I mean... Wasn't she, like, completely coked out in 2013? Oh. Like, wasn't that kind of the... I don't know her timeline. But I, f I just want to know if Lindsay Lohan plays Grand Theft Auto. Do you think she plays... GTA. Not now. I mean, she doesn't now. I, <laughs> Maybe she I did. Know. Maybe she knew someone who did, and she just was on drugs and saw it and thought. Maybe. We're not saying she was. Maybe she was. I'd She's also the voice. Her publicist saw it and was like, hey, we could make some money off this. She's also the new spokesperson for Lawyer.com. Did you know this? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I did not... We're going on a Lindsay Lohan, like, side side route, okay? So I have to play this video for you, too, and I'll play the clip in here so you guys can hear it. When Lawyer.com first reached out to me, um, I was confused and a little scared because I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> but when they asked me to be their spokesperson, I was intrigued. After meeting with the team, I realized Lawyer.com is just about helping people. From getting a DUI, let's not pretend like I didn't get one, <laughs> or two, or three, or some others. It's so simple, and it's free. All you have to do is go online or give us a call. So let's get started, because at Lawyer.com, we're always here for you. <laughs> so that's real. I mean, at least she's owning up to it. <laughs> oh, Lindsay. I'm not sure that she particularly came out of that very well, though, <laughs> so I'm not sure if you want her as your spokesperson. You know what? Maybe O.J. Simpson or something. Oh! Now, hmm. see? There's a thought. All right. Well, now that we've gone off on this unexpected <coughs> Lindsay Lohan tangent... We will let you go for the day, but thank you for listening to episode three. We will be back next week. Um, we are at Scottica Talks on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Chewbacca, speak! Chewbacca, say goodbye!